Today's daf is daf Lamed Gimel Amad Aleph and Masech Tabeya. And we're continuing to learn about um, different kinds of muktzah on Yom Tif, And the general idea is on Agmed Abud and Shimon, whether there's muktzah or not on Yom Tif. So the Mishnah said here, and the last thing we learned was about creating an oil on Yom Tif. You know, having two the things and then putting something on top of it. You do not you do not support a pot with a piece of wood because wood, according to this mission, is only permitted to be used for the purpose he had in mind, which is firewood, not for other uses. This is Rabbi Yehuda believes in Muktzah. The same thing by a door. Now, what exactly means saying a door? Bedelus al Gadatach. You might write down things that somehow or another the, the, the pot is supporting the door. Is that possible? Someone says, no. You're not allowed to put a piece of wood there to hold the door up on Yomtev because the wood is supposed to be for firewood and not for support. According to Rabbi Yehuda, Torah Rabbi learned in same chin as hakadeda bebekas you do not rely you do not lean a pot on a piece of wood v'chein adelus in the door l'fishulay nos no eitzim el hasaka because wood was only permitted if you had it in mind for firewood and not for support and Abshimon does not believe in the laws of muktzah so matid he says there's nothing wrong once you know you can use the wood for any purpose v'ein man higin as habayim makol but yontu you know that use a stick to uh, Push your animals to go forward on Yom Tov. Your mother thinks right now it's the same machlekes. The stick is meant to be for firewood, not for other purposes. That means Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Shimon is lenient. So it seems Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Shimon, is following the footsteps of his father. That there's no muktzah, and therefore it's always permitted. And according to you, it's forbidden even in your own backyard because the wood is muktzah. However, the mother snapshot at all. The less lay muktzah, is all muktzah. no. Baha, in this particular case, the discussion is not about muktzah, it's another discussion altogether. And the problem is in the Shusarab, only in a public space. And why is that? It appears, it looks like you're going in chingal, means literally you're going in circles. People go window shopping, they sort of walk in circles in the market. It looks like you're taking the animal to go to the market to be sold. And that's why it's not yamtadik, it's not the spirit of yamtadik, and that's why it's forbidden. Chizra, chizra is a piece of wood that's very pointy and you can use it as a spit. But it's, just, it's an ordinary piece of wood, but you can use it like a spit. Yisam Nachman says it's Osan Yamtev because it wasn't prepared before Yamtev, so it's Muktza. You didn't decide before Yom to use as a spit, nor was it a Kaylee's permitted, so it's Muktza. However, permits it. Says Yamtev, if it's a wet piece of wood, that therefore it has no purpose whatsoever. You cannot use it as firewood, and you didn't set it aside to be a spit. So then, everyone agrees that it's also because you had no use for it before Yamtev, so you removed it from your mind. When is there argument? It happened to be a dry stick. And it seems from here, that they're both arguing in, in the opinion that says the muktzah, which is Rabbi Yehuda. Not like Shimon said, there is no muktzah. Um, so keep They're arguing on a dry piece of stick. Now, a dry piece of stick can be used as firewood. So anyway, it's not muktzah because of firewood. The question is, can you now use it for another purpose, which you didn't anticipate, like a spit? Someone says, You can only use it limited to burning. A stricter kind of muktzah. I agree with you in the concept of muktzah, but over here, since you permitted to use it for firewood, this is like firewood. Because what are you doing? You're sticking it into an animal, a piece of meat, and you're putting it on a fire. So what's the difference? The wood is directly on the fire, or the wood has a piece of meat around it that's sitting on the fire. 
and therefore it's permitted, which means that this whole argument only goes according to the opinion that said this is muktzah, and Tesis has a big problem with that. That means that this whole argument is, 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 an, is, an, is an opinion, it's not even the halacha, because halacha like Shimon that, that there is no muktzah. Um, that's how Rashi lives, and Tesis has a problem with Rashi. And um, and Teisa says, no, it must be that even according to Rabbi Shimon, because this wood was wet, it had zero purpose. Rabbi Shimon agrees in certain kind of muktzahs. Rabbi Shimon agreed by a muktzah that is, you know, so removed from your mind, like, you know, if it's an expensive thing. This one here, if it's a moist piece of wood, what are we going to do with it on Yom Tov? Nothing. So you had no use for it. So even Rabbi Shimon's made its muktzah, and they're arguing, Rabbi Shimon, what about for a spit? Says about further, um, another version of this argument be if it's a dry piece of meat, of the wood, everyone holds you're allowed to because for firewood, and what's the difference if the wood is directly in the fire or that you have the piece of meat around it in the fire? Keep their own argument is when it's moist. Man, the one that says it's forbidden, the what can you do with it? It's, you can't abuse it for fire. Man, the shari, once it's have a very large fire, so even though the wood is moist for the first few minutes, it'll you know it'll crackle everything else, but after a while, it'll too will turn into firewood. So that's what's permitted. The Hilchasan, the, the law is Yevashta Shadi. If it's dry, it is permitted because it's used for firewood. Therefore, what's in for firewood, or if we put it used as a spit. But but if it's wet, it is forbidden. If it's wet, it's forbidden because it has no use. According to Rashi, this follows Rabbi Huda, and according to Tosis, this follows even Rabbi Shimon. Wooden should not go into the storage where they keep all their wood. Little mehen wood. Take from there uh, a piece of wood for the fire. Um, uh, what do you call it? To clean the fire out. To rake the to clean the fire out. Because you, the only wood that you set aside there was for firewood, and not for other purposes. And even though it's to do with an oven, because it's just usually to clean the oven out. That's not what it was for. Again, this follows the laws of muksa. But ud shenishber and the ud that broke also la sikeh be yamtuf. If it broke on yamtuf, he cannot use it again because he didn't anticipate to use it prior to yamtuf. Vishemasikin be kelim. You can only use firewood, like something which is already a vessel, so it's not muktzah. But ve'ein masikin be shivri kelim. No, but you cannot use a firewood part broken parts of kelim because it's muktzah. You didn't anticipate to use it before yamtuf. Says him what that means. Lememra the rabbi kerabi yehudas It sounds like a yehuda rules like rabbi yehuda that there is muktzah on yamtuf. The islay muktzah because he believes in muktzah. But the question is. Um uh, Rabbi once said to his shamish, Tavili Bar Avza, I want you to go ahead and grill for me this goose. The shoddy male shouldn't give the intestines to a cat. Now the question is, according to Rabbi Huda, you cannot give the intestines to a cat. According to Rabbi Huda, an animal that died on Yamtif, you since it was, you didn't anticipate to give it to your animal, even though it was, it was suitable for you. But we had in the beginning of the Masech, something that was suitable for me is not suitable for an animal. So um, so it's totally mukta. So um so and Rav said, no problem, feed it to the cats. Doesn't that show that Rav does not believe in the mukta? Does not follow Rabbi Huda? Says the Gemara, Hossam, there's different. Even the Isiche, he knew he was going to shech the goose over here. And since he also knew that the intestines, they, get, they go off very quickly. So he knew when he's going to shech the animal on Yamtav, he also is going to give the intestines to the to this animal, his cats. And therefore, he anticipated this to, to use it. So it's not Moksa. Because if it go foul, even before Yamtav, he knew he's planning to shech it. So therefore, he knew that he was going to feed it to his cats. So it wasn't Moksa. We're up to the Mishnah, Lam Gimel Aleph. Says the Mishnah, says the Mishnah, Rabbi Leezer, we're continuing the theme of Muktzah. Rabbi Leezer says, 
Neutel Adam Kisim Mishalafonov. You're allowed to pick up a piece of wood that's in front of you in the house and use it. Lachtes Bashinov as a toothpick. You can use the cleaning between your teeth. And now, according to Rashi, it doesn't necessarily have to be right in front of him. It could be anywhere, even in the courtyard, not even the house, even the courtyard, because we'll soon see. It says in the Gemara, the Mishnah, anything in the courtyard is ready, readily available to you, according to Rabbi Lezer. Um, and the, I, what Rabbi Lezer is trying to tell you here is that wood is not limited only to firewood like Rabbi Yehuda. You can use it even things which are outside of firewood. <clears throat> Um, and why does then he say Dafka the, the wood in front of you? Because Rabban holds that even the wood in front of you, you cannot use to pick your teeth. So therefore, he used that as an example. But it doesn't mean limit to that. Taisa totally disagrees. He holds that's only the wood in front of you. Uh, then he says, you can collect little pieces of wood from the courtyard, umadlik and light it. In the courtyard, you can pick up any piece of wood and use it for firewood because everything that's in your chatze is permitted to be used. It's permitted to be used. <clears throat> You can only pick up what's in front of you, but even that, not to use for as a toothpick, but use it to light. And the courtyard, they hold that you cannot go to the courtyard and use any of the wood. <clears throat> Why? Because it's a big ticha, the small twigs. It's a big ticha to, to collect them to bring together. <clears throat> and secondly, they don't agree that you can use it for anything, any other purpose other than fire, but you cannot use it to clean your teeth. And that's um, furthermore they say, uh, uh, this is you're not allowed to start a fire on Yomtev. This is where the Mishnah tells us the famous thing you're not allowed to start a fire on Yomtev, you can only transfer fire from one source to another, but you cannot start a fire on Yomtev. Not from pieces of wood, and that they would strike two woods together, and somehow another spark would come out, and then we catch onto the straw, and no stones, flint stones, or whatever kind of stones to rub them against each other to create a spark. The layman offers so to take a scraping, you know, hard soil or something, or let's say a little clip that you scrape it with your shovel, it generates a spark. The layman are often nor from roof tiles, that um, the roof tiles that that have they're a hollow inside. Can, can, if you, I guess if you rub it or something, you create a spark. The layman amayim, and not from the water. We're going to see later in the Gemara. Um, uh, what do you mean? Um, a lot of people not going to see um, tiles that we just heard. Um, exactly how the tiles start a fire. The layman of mine, water, we'll see later, is they used to put water in a glass jar and then have the sun baking on it and it would become very, very hot. And then you put a straw on the outside of the glass jar, and that straw would catch on fire. They malabdin eser up. You're not allowed to use these roof tiles and, and heat them up and then use them as a, as a grill plate. And grill on them. You cannot do that either. And we'll explain that tomorrow. for an animal like straw or leaves is If you go ahead and you want to clip off the ends of it and um, to use it as a toothpick, and since it's not mooks anyway, because you're feeding it to your animal, there's no problem of tick and clean. You're not, you're not actually making a, a complete object, as we'll soon see. That's what, uh, and that's what I've heard of said. So, Aceway, Aceway, I've had a lot to say about Muktzah, either in the name of Shmuel, or now he's saying in his own name. So, I've kind of asked Rabbi Huda a question. It says, it says in the Braisa, Metaltolin, Atsip Summim, you're allowed to move around pieces of twigs. For of, of some, for beautiful fragrance, in order to to smell them, 
to use it to wave it in front of a sick person. You're allowed to roll it between your hands in order to extract some kind of fragrance. You're not allowed to clip it in order to uh, to smell it, because when you clip it, you know, you get it inside this, this, the, the, the twig itself and, and fresh smell comes out. Why not? Because uh, we're worried that next time you're going to clip it in order to use it as a toothpick. And using as a toothpick, you just created a Kaylee, and you're not allowed to do that on Yomtev. So therefore, we don't want you even to clip it just to have to, uh, for Reich. And we'll see that when you clip it for a toothpick, it's awesome how tight you created a Kaylee here. That's, you know, you're and clear, you finished the product. That's awesome how tight So therefore, we will go there. You shouldn't even clip it for fragrance. The em- Kitmai, but if you did clip it for fragrance, Potter Avalos, because not a Kaylee. It's just, you know, you, do, you just want the twig to smell. So you didn't make a Kaylee. But Madurabon is also because of this Xera. Aval also says clearly here, it is forbidden. Lach says by Shinov, you're not allowed to use it to, to um, pick your, between your teeth. Velayik Temenu, and you shouldn't clip it if for in order to pick your teeth. So the top of the page, you said that not only that if you take, you know, these twigs that are meant for animal fodder and you and you um, clip it, it's not a problem whatsoever. And you and you're allowed to use it to pick your teeth. Here, I'm telling you, it's an isadraisa. In fact, we can even forbid you to use it for to clip it for fragrance, because maybe you'll clip it for a toothpick. And you say you're allowed to. Oh, Malay. So learns the following shot and Tasha says it's, he never saw such a expression in the Gemara, so he just he disagrees. But this is how Rashi learns. Oh, Malay. Hash the potravel awesome. If I would have said that it's only awesome with the rabbanon to uh, create a, a pick, uh, a toothpick for your teeth. By clipping this uh, food that's for animal fodder. Kokashli, you would have a good question here. How can I say it's awesome with a bonus? It's clearly that, um, that it's uh, awesome with a trader. Now that the Bryce is, sorry, if, our, if the Bryce would have said that it's awesome with a bonus, you would have a clear question of me. I said it's mutalachachil, and the Bryce is awesome with a bonus. Now that the Bryce says that it's awesome with a trader, if you clip that piece of the twig, then you surely have a good question on me. But either way, it's not a problem. There is talking about straw. And and um, I'm talking about animal fodder, which is moist, and therefore um, it's it's not it's not really a problem whatsoever. You're, so therefore, to make it a pick, it's nothing, because anyway, the whole thing is just food, is very soft, it's, it's, you're not really making anything. You're talking about a tough piece of twig, and when you clip it, you actually made a kelly, you made a strong toothpick. So he says, because you're talking about it's tough, and therefore something totally different. So you're talking if it's tough. I think most of it's malleable in your hands, you can just roll it and to, to generate, a, extract the smell. But if it's a, a, a tough twig, how does that work? How do you generate? How do you model between your fingers and, and make it come out? So Rav Yudah answers, Chesudi Mechse. There are actually a couple of words missing in this brayse of Hachit, and this I should learn. Modeloi, you have to roll between your, you know, this soft twig. You have to roll between your fingers. Umarirba, you can smell it. Koitma, you can clip it. Umarirba, and you can smell it. Which is exactly what I said. If it's animal fodder or soft, it's no problem. You can do that. Lechatchila, even to use it for pick your teeth. Because it's it's not really making a kelly. But by medvarm, this is the part that's missing. But medvarm, when it's soft and tender, I will be cushion. But if it's tough, 
if it's rigid and, and, and inflexible, you shouldn't clip it because even cotton me. If you clipped it, potravalosa. If you clipped it, it's potravalosa. Even if you just did it for the fragrance, we are, we don't want you to do that because next time you use it, for, make a toothpick. Also, of like If you want to do it to, to clean your teeth, you shouldn't clip it. But in cotton, if you did it for that purpose, chayiv chatas. You're chayiv chatas. Um, about a tiny chodim. One brayse we learned. Koitma, you're allowed to clip it. Umarigba, you smell it. Means there's no, it's not even an isa de rabbanon. If you want to use it for fragrance, but Tanya Idach and other brayse learned that mid rabbanon layik temena, you shouldn't clip a twig. Leharigba in order to smell it. That's also mid rabbanon. How do we reconcile that? If it's soft and tender, so then we said, you know, even make it into a, into a toothpick, so there's no problem. You'll clip it to smell it. But if it's tough, since if you made it for a toothpick, it's also a hatayra. So therefore, you shouldn't even make it to clip it in order to smell it because of gzeda de rabban. Why can't you smell it? You're telling me that if you want to clip it in order to extract the fragrance by a tough piece of uh, a, a, a twig, you can't do that. Or straw, you cannot do that because we're scared. Next time you'll do it from taking a toothpick. So you're telling me you make a gzera. Do we really? Are you telling me that every time we think that it, that it might turn to an issue of the rice, so we're not even, even though you have another purpose in mind, we're not going to let you do it because we're worried next time you'll do it for a purpose that's awesome. I'll tell you, ask a question. How is it different than what we learned? Let's say you have a sealed barrel and there's food inside there. And um, and you want to uh, open it up to get to it. You could break the barrel in order to eat from it. You eat the dry vegetable vibe provided shaloy yiskaven lasses kli. The definition of a keli is that if you make a nice opening so that you can reseal it and um, and and continue keeping the fruit in there, then that's called then you're making a keli. But if you are um, just making a hole that isn't a very nice cut, just to break it in order to get to the food, there's no problem whatsoever. But if you, let's say you did intend to make it like a nice opening, so you continue using it as an opening, it's forbidden Mahatayra. So why didn't the Rabbanon oppose even breaking it, uh, breaking it? Why don't we make a Zayda Rabbanon? Because if you allow this, next time we'll do the rice, just like in the case of the clipping of the twig. So why can't you clip the twig and and, and, and for fragrance? And let's not make a Zayda the next time you'll do it to pick your teeth. That's question number one. When we were by Rabbi Huda, have a Yovilan, he was um he had his large piece of wood and he broke off small pieces from it. Um and um, you know, it was already wood was already cut down, but he broke small pieces of it, and he gave it to us alusa alusa, he gave us sticks. Uh, like a walker says, I mean, I forgot the chazia, even though they were tough, they were suitable. The kitsa, the nargi, the chatzin, they were suitable to be a handle for a pot or something. And, uh, and, and, and he used to break it in order to smell it. So he took rigid pieces of wood and he would break it down so that even though it was still tough, so that we could smell it. No, he wasn't worried about this gzeda. Like cash, that's not a problem. There's two tanaim who argue, and they for coin to one tana, we are gazed the rabbanon for the rice. And the other tana, like the case of breaking of the chavis, is not a problem. We're not gazed. Horabeleza, horabon. This is and this is rabbon. The tanya we learned, Abeleza, Oimir Abeleza says, 
says a person could take a splinter in front of it. to pick his teeth. This is like a Mishnah. But the Chachamim say, this is a Brisa, you should not take those woods in order to use to pick your teeth, but take it from Me'evus Shel Behema. In other words, according to Rabbi Lezi, you're allowed to pick up uh, a piece of stick and use it in front of and, and, and uh, pick your teeth. And we're not going to make a Gzeda that if we allow that, next time he'll break something himself. We're not going to do that. And the Chachamim say, Le'yitl, no, I don't want you to take that wood either. Take only Me'evus Shel Behema. The Chachamim say, don't take only from the trough of the animal you have all this you know, pieces of twigs reserved there for the animal, so that, in other words, it's soft and tender, so the animal can eat it. The shoving, but everyone agrees. Um, because they hold that, that that piece of wood generally are muksa, and therefore you're not allowed to use it only for firewood. Um, the, but they all agree. Shalayik to menu, we don't want you to go ahead and and clip off the tip of these uh, twigs. Lachtes by you're not allowed to do. If you did, lachtes by shinov in order to pick your teeth. All of Torah they use as a key, like a master key to open a lock. Is b'shagig b'shabet chayiv chatzis. But mezid, what about mezid? The yamtiv and yamtiv. So you can figure the point. Rabbi Rabbi holds you chayiv. It's an isa deraisa. And and the chachamim say, the chachamim say, echad zeh echad zeh enishus. The chachamim say that even if you clipped it in order to use as a toothpick, it's only a drabanan. And why is that? Because it's not the normal way of making toothpicks, so it's like kalachiyaz, like a shini, and therefore it's not really a good, it's not really a proper toothpick breaking off, clipping off the end. And you have to smooth it out, and there's, a, there's much more of a process than just clipping off the end. So the bon hold is only us the rabbanon. So therefore we answer when we learned before that straw you shouldn't clip for smelling. That, um, that means rabbanon is also that follows Rabbi Lezer who says because if you did it for toothpick it's also the rice. So the rabbanon are a geyser for the rice. When the other place that says, um, but and this is Rabbi Huda, who broke of little twigs, he follows the Rabbanon, who say that even if you did it in order to be a toothpick, it's only us the Rabbanon. So if you clipped it in order to smell, we're not going to make a gzeda because you might be over an east of the Rabbanon. So therefore, we hold mutal chatchila. So the Gemara spells it out. So if you're clipping it for fragrance, it's Rabbanon is forbidden. The Rabbanon, the Kamri, the Rabbanon, hold that if you clip it for a toothpick, it's only Osir, but the Rabbanon, so then if you're doing it for fragrance, over here, Mutal Chatchil, it's totally permitted. Says the Gemara, but we learned in the Mishnah that you're permitted to break a barrel, but as long as you make an opening, and making an opening is the Raisa. So it seems clear from here that even if you can come to an Issa the Raisa, we're not going to proscribe, and, and, and from breaking it, we're not going to make an Issa the Ravon. We're not going to make it like Zayda. So how could Abelazar says we're not going to let you clip for fragrance, because next time you might clip it for toothpick. But let's say now, he doesn't even we learned, Shoiver Odom Mesachovis Lechman Egregus, that a person can break a barrel in order to eat from their dry food, but without just come as a clean. And when I make a gzela, we don't make a gzela there. Amar Vashe, Kointer Abelezer, Ki Tanya He. When this time we say that you permitted by the case of the barrel, there Abelezer is made, it's not a problem. We're not going to be gzela, might make it a keli, because it's not really strong. Bimustiki. We're talking about a barrel that was broken, and that you had to uh, reassemble the barrel, all the fragments of the barrel, and you use some kind of a sap, like a glue. And... Um, and therefore, because it's, it's not really strong, it's not really... Um, we're not worried you're going to really want it to be a long-lasting keli because not strong enough. And um, Rashi says he heard this from very last from Rabbi Shmuel, that's known as the Chassid from Barbesta, which is a city in Spain, in Argon, Spain. This is the whole discussion about if you're allowed to open things on Shabbos, like bar, uh, cans and all that kind of stuff, are you creating a keli? 
and and many poskim hold some poskim hold you're not allowed to, and some and many poskim hold you're allowed to because it's not really you don't reuse it. It's not really a keli. It's it's a disposable item you can throw it out. So it's like a mustiki. It's like a mustiki. Therefore, you're allowed to. The taste here is very interesting on the side. Taste wants to know. So how come we show you Shabbos that falls into Yomtiv? If Yomtiv is Sunday. Why is it that we don't uh, do psalmim Matzai Shabbos? So Tayshin's initial thought was because we're worried if you're going to do psalmim, maybe next time you're going to clip off, um, you're going to clip off um, the, the twigs. So they used to use like you know, twigs to pass it like this. Friday and do shul. You, you're scared you might clip it off, and therefore we don't want to. But we just said over here that there's no issue whatsoever. Like we just said, we follow the chachamim, and even if you clip it off for a tooth, for a for a, a tooth is on So we don't, we don't make an exodus. So why says Tayshin's don't we make psalmim? If Matsuri Shabbos is Yamtiv and we make Havdola by Kiddush, why don't you make and we make Bermarej? Why don't you make a Brach Osam Psalmim? So then Taisa says, perhaps the reason is interesting. You know why? He says, you know why we make Psalmim? Is because the fire of Gehenim is reopening after Shabbos. And, and therefore, every Matsuri Shabbos, we make a Brach Psalmim. Because the fire of Gehenim has a, a, a foul, a Ruchazik, a foul smell. And we want it to dispel, we want to repel that smell. That ruchazika smells, so symbolically we take the psalmim. But when Yomtev falls out of Matzai Shabbos, he says there's no Gehenim on Yomtev either, and Gehenim doesn't start till after Yomtev. That's why we don't make a bracham psalmim. In fact, there's a big machlekes if Gehenim is open on Shabbos, it's a long mordechai. If, if, if Gehenim is open on Yomtev or not, but Tesis assumes here that Gehenim is not open on Yomtev, and therefore, if Gehenim is not open on Yomtev, that's why we don't use the psalmim between Shabbos and Sunday. So the psalmim actually is. Not to help us out as we'll soon see from Shabbos, it's to keep away the, the foul smell from Gehenim. And Tess has a question, I'm not satisfied with that. Because if so, what about Matzah Yamtif? When Gehenim does shut down, why don't you make a bracha then on Psamim? And we don't. So then Tess says, maybe it's another reason. The reason for Psamim is not to repel the, 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 fel, the smell from, he uses the word stench, from Gehenim. But rather, it's to calm down, placate our neshama. Because on Shabbos, we learned in Marbe before, on Shabbos, we get an extra neshama. That the extra neshama leaves us Matzai Shabbos, and our remaining shama feels lonely and despondent. So therefore, to make it to make it feel good, we have this summon. So it's uh, tesis. And so what about Yom Tif falls out of Matzai Shabbos? Since the neshama, you say, the lingers on, we don't, uh, therefore, make um, a bracha of between Shabbos and Yom Tif. Says Tasis, and those according to Tasis, we have an Ashami Sayyid Yamtiv as well. Says Tasis, if that's the case, then how come we don't make a Brahim Samim? But say, I'm at Say Yamtiv. So the Rajbam Sachim answers, because even though Yamtiv has an Ashami Sayyid, it's much lesser level. So therefore, it's like steps. So we, so that because we have something still left, we don't make Samim Amat Say Shabbos. But because Yamtiv is so, 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 so uh, I guess, much smaller. And um, and we don't feel as much as Shabbos, therefore Matzah Yamtiv we don't make Samim again. But then he says here, Tayshis gives a different answer. Tayshis says, you know why you don't make it Matzah Yamtiv? He says that the reason is because I'm Matzah Shabbos. He says there's an Ashami. He says this that when Yamtiv falls out of Matzah Shabbos, we don't need Samim to make us feel good. The food, the delicacies we're eating by the meal on Matzah Shabbos, that is. Uh, I guess a substitute for psalmim, and it, it does the same thing. It placates our uh, neshama, and therefore we don't make uh, psalmim. It's interesting too that this long time, I mean, it's, it's a small taste in Arab psalmim, but it's a long taste right here. Let's go a little bit further in the Gemara. Um, you collect anywhere from the chatzah, Tarabam, we learned. You can collect all the pieces of wood from the chatzah, 
According to Rabbi Lezer, umadlik, you can light it. Everything that's in the chutz, everything that all the wood there is as if it's prepared. We don't want you to stand there and start piling up because that's totally not the appropriate thing for Yom Tov. But Rabbi Mater, he allows it. The Micah Miflugi, what's the argument? Why does one say you're not allowed to gather all the twigs together and make a big pile of ones as you could? When you pile it together, it looks like you're preparing it long term, even from it's a yom tip. It doesn't look right. For other days as well. The fact that you have a pot about to put on the stove, on the, on the oven, it's very clear what you're trying to do, and therefore it's permitted. You do not take out the fire. My time, why? Why can't you start a fire on Yom Tov? Because you're creating something new. It's moiled, and it looks like you're creating something Yom Tov. That's forbidden. So you're allowed to transfer fires and all that, and you're allowed to do Yisudim Doraisa, but you're not allowed to start a fire because only Machshiri Yochel Nefesh, and it looks like Noilid. And Noilid is a is a very dramatic kind of a muksa because the whole idea of Yom Tov is that we rest, and here you're doing something, and from from and here you're doing something which is against the spirit of resting, which is like creating something new. And uh, we'll continue Mitzvah Shem tomorrow back to